Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, Knowing is Half the Battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals, and I don't think there's a copyright issue at all. Have a good day. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Guys, we're here. We made it. We're starting the show. Ray does not have a... Oh, neither does Chan. What's that? Uh, uh, one of those little screens that uh, prevents popping. Okay, listen, I might have broken mine right before we started. Well, okay, like an hour and a half oh, ago at this geez, point. Man. I was trying... Listen, guys, I am a human giant, if you didn't know this. <laughs> and I was trying to adjust the pop filter. Yeah. And I may have... Twisted Please it a little bit too hard. Yeah, he did a he did a, a, a Lenny, Lenny from, of from, mice from of mice and men. <laughs> I knew that's where we were going with it. <laughs> I think I broke the pop filter, George. It's such a pretty paw. <laughs> well, this is knowing is half the podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. and the team is here, guys. Woo. I mean, I say that like we're not typically here. Yeah. But there was a time we were not all here. Oh, don't remind me. Now we are, and we're talking about GI Joe. Are we? Well, ish, GI Joe. Is this a series two Deke GI Joe? Uh, for the no. for, for the record, we're recording a couple episodes now, and we're absolutely, definitely the next time recording, doing something else to just just <laughs> Chad, take a break. We're gonna yes, take a break. We're gonna pull back the curtain. We're gonna record this week and next week's episode back to back. So you're gonna have yeah. that same energy. Um, the <laughs> thing about it though is, I said let's do these, and then before we'd even started, like halfway through the day after Chan started actually watching these episodes, he just he messages us and he says. We we can't do GI Joe next time. <laughs> Here's the you thing: know what? We, Here's we thing. have to take a break. I had not even started watching them oh, at that no. point. I just saw what you two were writing. I'm like, whoa! This usually doesn't get this grim this early. I, uh, yeah, gotta... <laughs> I will say though that like by the time I went to the second episode, it's like you know how torture becomes the new normal. Oh sure. Like like in well. all these like dystopian future movies where it's like five years later and now everyone's used to the alien invaders that have lived there <laughs> and they're like in their hovels and they're they like forgot the time when they all lived in nice houses. Uh, by the time I got to the second episode, I was like, this is my life now. So uh, so I liked doing back to back ones because okay. it was it was almost like uh, like every time we watch one of these. It's like someone's cutting me anew, but this time you just cut me once and okay. let me bleed out slowly. <laughs> That's terrible. We welcome our new Dig G.I. Joe overlords. <laughs> yes, I well, was I was by the time episode the second episode rolled around that we watched, I was I was lobotomized and into it. <laughs> let me just say, I feel like last week's episode, Pigskin Commandos. Oh, I don't God. know if oh, we're gonna God. see something to that bottom level. As soon as they Again. brought it like they didn't even play football in uh in um uh in justice of the cobra way but they were in a stadium and i was getting i was getting, getting the ptsd flashbacks. flashbacks i was like oh, oh no don't yeah. do this. No, i, I no, had no. A, i had another thing that i was mad about this episode but i just want to <laughs> i just want to uh, pull back show people how the sausage is made for a little while yeah no and let's let's make sure we're clear we're talking about cold shoulder right now well the next one is going to be in justice episode the 13 yep. yeah yeah um, and i assumed and i wrote to gina right away and i said gina I assume three minutes into this episode, this is your favorite of all the Deke episodes. Let me just ask the question without revealing why was it? It was not. No, no. 
I mean, I, I mean, really? it's a low bar, so maybe it was, maybe but it was. I, I will, I will get into why. But I just want to say that last night I had really terrible food poisoning for the first time in my life, which I can't remember. Like, but like last time we podcasted, she is proud saying, of not having food poisoning in the way other people are proud of their children graduating from high school. Oh yeah, yeah any yeah, yeah. kid can graduate from high school. <sighs> not everyone can make it as long as I have without getting food poisoning. And Gina, so what? <laughs> and so, but so so and so so. I got no sleep. And then on the way over here, we were going to start recording at eight. And I was like, okay, don't do that thing where you normally do where you talk to them for like two hours. Cause, cause honestly, it's usually me. We can all blame me for this. I don't It is though. usually me. It is a team effort. You guys, we did one forty five today. We're doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. Pretty and good. it's, it's mostly me. Sometimes it's me and, and Sarah, uh, uh, but it usually is just me going, but going on long. We rants. all participate. This is, this is a delight of the week as far uh, as I'm that's concerned. what I was going to say. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I look forward to it, but I came over tonight being like, I can be out of there by 10. If I don't talk, oh, Gina. we can get two oh, episodes Gina. done by 10. I had food poisoning. I'm real sleepy. And then sure enough, we're an hour and 45 minutes in. To Not even this. food poisoning can stop Gina Ippolito. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to talk about drama at the comedy theater? This is, uh, this is the only place that I can come where I am in my pajamas. Yeah. I don't care what these boys think of me. Oh, that actually reminds me. Let's get those pictures for Instagram. No. <laughs> oh, we're, st- we're streaming. We're streaming we're live, live streaming. now. Uh, you didn't know. Uh, the last two hours has all been live streamed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, because because Psycho Andy had said something. I wrote in that Voyage LA thing that this is, this is some of the most fun in my week. And he said, Oh, I'm genuinely happy that like the 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 joy on the podcast is real and not manufactured, and uh, uh, it's the only place that I can relax where I know that neither Ray nor Chan want anything from me. That's right. And <laughs> Just... don't, and don't. I mean, I look like a bag lady right now. Here's they don't the ever want career advice. They we're, don't ever want to pick my brain. We're already punishing you enough. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say uh, we ask so much of you already. Gina. <laughs> And th- and that leads us directly into this week's episode. Yeah, so, so this episode is called <laughs> Cold Shoulder. And ha- guys, has the uh, GI Joe uh, Deke theme song? Ca- uh, is it hit you guys yet? Are no, we feeling good also, about it? Are no. they changing the images at the beginning every week? Am I crazy? No, or am I just know, not paying attention? It, because these episodes we're watching on this particular Watch Cartoons Online website. Uh, are pulling what seems to be from people's videotapes. Yeah. And so there's different levels of quality between episodes and different colors, colorizations no. based on the quality of the tape, I believe. I thought I was seeing different scenes, but then I just didn't know if I was having mini seizures. That might have also week, been happening. Uh, uh, while this plays. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I did notice, and uh, uh, it's not a real big deal, but. Um... Do we have to uh, point out that it's a mobile strike force team? Like, I feel like a strike force team goes places like mobile, like a, a strike force team that wasn't mobile would just like stay in one place and hope that like um, the bad guys attacked real close to them or in fact yeah. attacked themselves. Otherwise, like, we can't go anywhere. We got a landline. We fucking we, we go anywhere. We won't know. Hey, what it- Cobra. Get over here. <laughs> we drive we drive electric vehicles. We can only drive them an hour away from our va- our base. <laughs> I swear to God, Cobra, you get over here and I'll hit you. I do. I, I did say drunk strike. Yeah, no, it's yeah. drunk uncle on your front porch. Yeah, strike yeah. Force. I assume that's what you mean by a mobile. They did in the original series. They did have some sort of base, though. Like, they had GI Joe like, headquarters. They, they do not have that. They have no, bases everywhere. No, they are in our base. No. This episode, we actually deal with specifically their base. Oh, we do. Yeah. Oh, but they're but like in the original, they had one base. There was a main, yes. And Cobra was the one who had like weird bases Cobra. like all over the place. Like everywhere, yeah. But now the Joes seem to have bases all over the place. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we get to it in the we get to it in another episode. But if I was the American people and GI Joe existed, I would be in favor of shutting them down. <laughs> oh like I gosh. would treat them like ice. Like I would be like, "Yo, we're spending lots of money on 8 million bases for these people." Uh, here's what I think. <laughs> Uh, I think it's much like uh, 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 Raw or SmackDown, where you go into the commissioner's office and it looks exactly the same as the every other because it's a set that they <laughs> carry with them. And if you if if the camera tilts up just a little bit, you'll see the top of the wall because they've just they're just like a little That's cubicle fair. they've <laughs> dropped. I in. just had a realization: you either die a cobra or live long enough to become GI Joe. <laughs> 
Oh, that's true. <laughs> huh? Think yeah. about it. Because they're becoming they all, like they Cobra. They all get up. Nice. Uh, mm, okay. Wait, so isn't it the other mm. way around? Well, it would be, except that G.I. Joe is the one aping Cobra and not the other way around. I so thought you were going to say because uh, eventually everyone gets recruited to G.I. Joe, whether you're a dog or a polar bear. <laughs> okay, well, I have a lot of thoughts about that, and I'm sure uh, we will get to them. Let me just say, this episode, we start high because it's a rocket ship, and it's a rocket ship with uh, Rampart, the video game playing G.I. Joe character, and this is, I think, part of the... Oh, is that his thing? That's his thing, because he only don't, talks in video game, like... You know, Gridiron only talks in football things. Yeah. Rampart only talks in video game things. But why is the same Rampart then? Rampart was actually like an 80s video game from, oh. uh, from from like the arcades and back in the day. I feel like he should be Donkey Kong or something. I think that was more trademarked than the word <laughs> Rampart, which is an actual thing. Okay, so let's talk about the rocket ship. This is, it's it's a rocket ship. It's a G.I. <sighs> Joe and October Guard mixed uh, mixed blessing. It's a, it's a shuttle because everything was a shuttle back then. Because sure. I, uh, the concept of it was cool. I remember being a kid, being like, "Oh my oh, god, yeah. it's fucking space shuttle. That's dope as shit." I mean, it's still cool. You didn't go outside like a couple years ago when the shuttle was going overhead. And no, I didn't care. I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> like they have I all did these... see other people's pictures on Instagram, though. <laughs> I know. I know that the same like two or three people on my feeds get very excited about the Elon Musk SpaceX launches. That apparently never seemed to goddamn happen because they always are just like, "This is the day." Oh, look, it's this time, and you're gonna look in this no. direction. And then an hour, an hour later, it's like, "Oh, we canceled it." Well, oh, I thought windy. it happened, it but then they it happens, and then they come back down. And uh, that's just it. yeah, they well, some of them do go up, which is great. That's uh, crazy. Just yesterday, I want to say maybe a couple days ago, um, they tried to launch one with a crew capsule in it because oh, it, it's all been unmanned so far. Yeah, this one was a test one, no people in it, but a crew capsule whoosh, caught on fire. Yeah, uh, and they they don't know the problem yet because they were Cobra. Like, not allowed until yeah, Obviously. it's definitely. Well, we learned from uh, this. I just want to say, like like a lot of people give NASA shit. Like fucking rocket science is easy. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's real fucking hard. Yeah, well, it's like, it's Who's giving easy. NASA shit? It's like when, when something's NASA real shit? easy, you say, "Oh, that's just rocket science." That's how uh-huh, we know it to uh-huh, be. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. that tracks. But yeah, who is giving NASA shit? I'm curious. Uh, plenty of people like ah, the fucking like they're cutting funding because like. Also under their purview is like, oh, by the way, the Earth's fucking heating up. Like, how dare you? Shut them down. Yeah. Uh, If there's one thing, if there's one thing uh, we want, especially Americans, it's focus on, focus on immediately around us. Just focus on making America better. But that's what kills me is that we we're gonna we're gonna cut funding to NASA, but apparently we have money for a space force. Is this the? Is it because we're going to militarize them? Is that the idea? Well, no. Our space force is like uh, in ten years. That's when the space force is going to be. Let's talk about what's happening in ten years. That's that's just, that. Chan, what I'm asking specifically: How close are we to a pyramid of darkness? Oh. I mean, arguably, we are under one right now. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't have kids. I plan on exploding the world the day I die. That's fair. <laughs> I, and I know. I know this. <laughs> Um, okay, so Rampart, the, the video game GI Joe character, and Captain Kremoff, I the Russian October I Guard. I can't handle this name. I I chatted I chatted these guys today, and I said just a heads up. I don't know if I'm mishearing it, but it sounds like this guy's name is Captain Kremoff. Yes, it is. Probably with a V, though. That's Kremov. insane. Captain Kremoff, like, is the thing. Yeah, I mean. I immediately thought of so many jerk-off jokes. I mean, it's right there. It's right there, literally, in the name. Yeah. Also, like, is this... They don't mention the Crimson Guard. You're just assuming because he has a Russian accent? Do you think... No, they said October Guard. They did say it specifically, That's the Russian G.I. Joe. Oh, no, I know. I just didn't hear them... Oh yeah, yeah. It. No, they said because they, they say it's a merging of the two groups together. Oh, And so we have one of the... Although I don't remember him... He was uh, not there. Okay, so he's, he's a completely new October to guard because we can't. He's a completely new guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the voice was real familiar, but I think I'm just imagining that. Yeah, um, Russian You think I would look it up, but no. Uh, a night creeper who oh, I assume K-R-I-M-O-V. was. Oh, K R I M O V. I see. Kremov. They knew what they were doing <laughs> they with that exactly name. No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to figure out like what the hell is what what how are they spelling it because uh i don't i just don't well listen night creeper uh leader who i thought was night creeper leader but now he's a crazy pharaoh so i'm guessing they just referred to him later as just night creeper so i guess he's not the leader oh you don't no, think no, no. That they replaced no no, no. they definitely leader? call him night creeper leader Did in they call this him episode leader? i was listening yes for because it because it, it, it was so 
uh, clunky and weird. Okay. Like, oh, Night Creeper later. No, I'm sorry. It's the next episode. Oh. Thank you. Okay. The next episode. This episode, because I actually wrote, oh, it's Night Creeper Leader, and then I went back and put a little X through Leader, because they they refer to him just as Night Creeper Later. But also, I'm assuming the crazy pharaoh guy is retired. I would hope so. And they they bumped someone else up to Uh, No, 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 no. Um, His legal name is Night Creeper Leader. (laughs) Creeper's his middle name. Leader's his last name. And uh, you're contractually obligated to say his entire name every time you arrive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. German, it's L-I-E-D-E-R. Of the Montecito yeah. Creeper. K-R-I-M-O-V, That's obviously. Of, of the Montecito Creeper leaders? <laughs> oh, no. We're the West Coast Creeper leaders. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> um, so he puts a device on there and then flies away. And I'm yeah, like... Yeah, which, by the way, neither of those dudes notice that there's a, a human flying a foot from their head. Going right by the window. I mean, that is some. A lot of things happen in this episode yes. where I'm like, "You, GI Joe deserves to be completely disbanded no, at they... this point because y'all suck." We cut to Cobra Commander who's sick. We find out he's at an Arctic base, and so the air goes sick. I liked that. I liked that touch. <sighs> little, little, I liked. I liked that <sighs> that little touch. I mean, I'm I'm grasping at straws here. Look, Christopher Lotta can do a lot of things very very well. <laughs> Fake sneeze is not one of them. Can we hear one of them, Chan, just I, for my um... sake? No, dude. No, that's how people sneeze, right? No, that is that not is how, how anyone sneezes. Sneeze. That is literally how not a single person has ever sneezed. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start sneezing that way, and people are going to think I'm <laughs> fucking crazy. That's what's happening. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is just a goddamn children's show, and I and it didn't used to be, but it did, but it didn't. I will say the first thing that immediately annoys me, and I know that I I feel like I'm the I'm the like uh uh you know like the guy that was awesome at high school and football and went to college and I was clinging on to my glory days. I'm the fat Jerry O'Connell here because I'm like back in the original. G.I. Joe. Uh, but I was like, ooh, snow. Please, please, please let us see snow job. Snow job and is great ass. Yeah. And we got Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero, new G.I. Joe. Who sucks and isn't isn't even red bearded and isn't shirtless and isn't jacked. And I want None him to die. I want him to get but out Gina, of here. Yeah, unlike snow job, he does have a cuddly, furry animal. Yeah. Let's so- talk about... Uh, uh, Cubby the polar bear. Yeah, so so talk about Cubby, and then I'm going to tell you why <laughs> this didn't delight me the way it well, should. Let me set the scene. So we cut from Cobra Commander being sick, that's literally the whole scene, to uh, Sergeant Slaughter wearing his standard Sergeant Slaughter A-frame t-shirt in an Arctic base, mm-hmm. and I love the commitment. I love yeah. it, I uh-huh. love it, I love it. He's being relieved of duty. Oh, my relief should be here. He opens a locker or something, and a, and a polar bear baby <laughs> jumps out at him, Wearing a we, full we, suit we of We call clothing. them cubs. We call them cubs. But <laughs> Polar yeah. bear baby. <laughs> like just, a toddler polar bear, I you know. I want you to understand at yeah. home what we're looking at if you did not watch the episode. Okay, to be fair, yes. It is like, it moves like a toddler I, and it talks like a toddler. It talks it's, like a toddler. It's, it's wearing clothes, which I write down at least 10 times in my notes. <laughs> because it was never not off-putting to me. But also, it it sounds like a gremlin. Like I don't know. I don't know if they if they don't know how bears sound, (laughs) but it's like, (laughs) and it is weird. I just like that they leave it alone for two seconds, and it it sits in Sergeant Slaughter's seat at the control (laughs) panel, starts just pressing buttons. Like this is a precocious child. This is not a wild beast. I also love that it's wearing pants. Like it's wearing pants and a button-down shirt for reasons that are never touched upon in the episode. Never once mentioned. Uh, yeah, it's it's very weird. It's almost like that polar bear has a huge dong, and what? like it made people uncomfortable. So like why else are you putting? It? Why else are you put? It's like or like what? constantly craps. Like you know when they have monkeys and oh diapers. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yes, I see where you're coming from there. <laughs> But you are missing the vital piece of information. So far, I've got 10 full-grown polar bears out there who think I'm their dad. That is a goddamn cat lady, only he's a (laughs) fucking polar bear maniac. He is dressing them in clothes like a little fucking poodle. I found your future husband, Gina. No, no, this is what I will say. (laughs) This is what I will say. I I feel like the, the... I feel like this Deke cartoon. Yes. This Deke show. 
is like a guy on a dating app who takes a picture with a dog to okay. make you like him. Mm-hmm. But then like deep down in the comments, is like, not my dog. Ah! Like, I feel like they are trying to, they are trying to be like, come on, we're not so bad. Polar bear, baby. Hey, Gina? Come on, <laughs> like us. <laughs> like us with our polar bear, baby. But then like, you're like, oh, everything else is still terrible about you. You just put. You just used a polar bear to, to lure me in. Deke is the shitty Tinder guy. <laughs> Can I ask you another question? How did you guys feel about the polar bear stopping, turning around, and giving a full salute to Sergeant Slaughter? I hated yeah. it so much. Right? It was so weird. It. Also, when he sends <laughs> it off at the end with its own kind. It's still wearing clothes. It's still wearing clothes. <laughs> that thing is going to get eaten alive. That thing is going to join the other polar bears and they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? I, and why does it smell like a human? And why is it wearing clothes? Can, no, I, tell, is... can I tell you what happened here? Because I know. Ugh. He shaved it. <laughs> he shaved the polar bear, so he had to put him in clothes. <laughs> and that's why when he sets him off free, you got to keep <coughs> clothes until your fur grows back. No, I apologize. The, the, I yeah. thought it was hilarious. This is going to be like a reverse Black Klansman situation <laughs> where like he's going to come back and they'll be like, "Okay, we're all we're all polar bears, and you are a person." I'm pretty sure you, you look sort of like a bear, but I'm going to eat you because you're wearing clothes yeah, like a person. That baby bear is about to get fucked. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, Not literally. Yeah. Well, maybe literally. Maybe I don't because know. of his huge dong that they're covering up with those overalls. <laughs> <laughs> they're about to murder him. Like, oh, oh my goodness. This baby has an enormous bear penis. But seriously, can we hear? Let us pleasure ourselves with it first before. This is the most you know. horrifying. Guys, I thought we might enjoy the baby bear. I did not think we would take it to such depths. We are enjoying the baby bear. Have we not been following the conversation? Okay. No, I feel yes. duped. I feel duped. Feel I feel duped. like I should. If this was a baby bear in original era G.I. Joe, yes. I would have liked it. I guarantee if it was a baby bear in original G.I. Joe, it would not have goddamn saluted. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, that was Wait, weird uh, because you don't just stand there. wrong or were there animals in a band at some point? Listen, somehow, <laughs> listen, somehow Timber and Polly joining an 80s Debbie Gibson-esque burlesque show yeah. is less weird than a polar bear standing at attention saluting, waiting for a response so he can leave. Boy, that's, oh boy. Yeah, that's I, weird. That's, that's, then, then the part that they cut out is when the other Joes are like, back back up slowly, back up slowly. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but we got to get out of here. That bear just saluted us. No, no, they're not worried about the bear. They're worried about the motherfucker who's collecting and teaching them. <laughs> as you should be. This is a Yo. fucking... Uh, 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 What's the name of that rat movie with the uh, Willard? Willard? Willard. Ratatouille. Those two. <laughs> okay. That's it. <laughs> Probably Wait. one of those two. Then ask Harrison Ford's Wait. children. Can we? Can we? Who are named after those two movies? <laughs> can we get the sound of how crazy this polar bear sounds? Which is my other problem with it. Because at least Polly sounded like a goddamn parrot. It, hey, Frank Welker's a genius. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Dismissed. <laughs> By the way, the polar bear is standing upright. Upright, the whole time. For the whole time. The whole time. It's very unsettling, is it's, all I have to say. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want this polar bear baby. Yes. And I and especially because he licks the guy's face and cuddles into him and stuff like that. I want him, but I feel like he has the deke taint on him. <laughs> you mean like if you flip him over and look in between his asshole and his balls with like a little yeah. deke insignia yeah, there? Like, exactly. nope, nope, you got to go. It actually talks. It's, it actually talks. <laughs> Deke. <laughs> oh Polar bear God. smells like Deke. Get it out of here. <laughs> um, okay, cutting forward now. We go to the. Uh, we learn that the uh, there's a weapon on the rocket. So I'm already not okay with them using it. But it's called the Star Smasher, uh-huh. and it sure. goes up and they, they they do a big event where they like have a bunch of meteors. Yeah, that are shockingly coming towards Earth right now. This is mm. how they got the inspiration for Armageddon. I think so. And deep so impact. They shoot the <laughs> meteors and then they they wipe them all. You know, destroy them all real good. And then somehow they they're gonna give Rampart shit because he missed one but the one that he missed was like the size of a goddamn cheerio i don't even think he missed it i think it was offshoot from like i think he blew up a bigger one it was really right, tiny right uh here's the thing that was actually a uh a well-crafted joke oh. bang 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 and then oh no we missed one. Oh no 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 pink 
Like that uh-huh. is like, that, that is a good construction for a joke. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just not used to that with this show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the reality, of course, is that even if it were just a fucking one-inch piece yeah, of meteorite, it, still... it would have plowed right through the goddamn shuttle, oh and God. they would all be dead uh-huh. now. Except wow. but... for the polar bear. I'm I'm glad the polar bear didn't die. I, I, it grows on me. <laughs> I mean, it's a cutie pie, even though it's gonna it's gonna take over and be president someday. Was it weird <laughs> that the controllers were literally that of an arcade game of the eighties? No, I, I, that to me was the least confusing because I do feel like kids are stupid, or they thought kids were stupid. Well, they were right, and they were like. <laughs> Uh, make them look like things kids know about. Yeah, and then and then like the artists had to choose between like baggies of Cheerios or joysticks. Well, I guess, and maybe <laughs> this is a cultural thing because when I think of like video game guys now, because video games now have such compelling narratives, deep characters. Oh, uh, they had compelling narratives in the eighties. Thank you very much, uh, the Simon's games, Quest. The games that he's talking about though are games equivalent like space to Space Invaders. Space Invaders, yeah, which do not have compelling narratives. I mean, have you ever centipede. gone to the Wikipedia page? Because I feel like some of them might have compelling backstories that you don't know about. Also, I'm pretty sure Space Invaders is getting made into a movie, so... Great. It'll be there soon enough. Yeah, Pixels was made into a movie. That don't mean that it was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here's that one line. uh, It's going to be more fun than playing Space Invaders at the local arcade. This is in 1990? (laughs) I know. I found that very odd as well. Uh, Uh, Space Invaders... Uh, ceased to be an interesting thing in, let's say, 1979. That, yeah. Uh, still in arcades, though, back then. Like, there was always one in yeah. the back uh, that cost 10 cents because, like, if you didn't play any of the other... Well, yeah, the this was, I will say, this was the era of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, sure. Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. The Simpsons arcade game. You can't not pick a good one and go for something... Yeah, correct. I mean, I guess my thought is like to compare it for people who maybe weren't around back then, maybe too young. This would be the equivalent of a gamer today getting very excited about the sit-down Ms. Pac-Man table at his local pizza hut. Uh, I would get excited about that. Guys, also you're 104 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say sit-down pizza hut with pictures of soda? Uh, uh, can I also get a Land Before Time hand puppet? I mean, at this pizza hut, I guarantee it. Uh, okay, Cobra uses the device that Night Creeper uh, put in the rocket, and they take over the whole thing. So GI no, they like, don't take it over, well, which is the, the weird, weird thing. thing well, is they're the- about to. I guess no, they never do. What? Uh, uh, because exactly, that's what it sounded like they were going to do. Right. But all it did was like short circuit some stuff, took their autopilot offline, so they had to uh, well, land it on their own. But the, isn't the whole point to sabotage it, then go in, steal the Star Smasher? Yes. And that's yes. It. I guess yes. in my mind they wanted to take. This is where I was very confused. With the episode in my mind, what happened was, and I'm probably wrong. In my mind, what happened was they set the device to overtake it. But in, in trying to overtake it, it just didn't quite happen right away or didn't quite happen to the fullest extent. G.I. Joe and October Guard recognized that there was a problem and said, we immediately have to abort this mission and crash land because something's wrong. And when you're up in space, you don't want things to be wrong. And so they come down and crash, and then Cobra ended up going to collect the shuttle. Right. Um, which they end up crashing in the Arctic Circle. Uh, right in between Russia and the United States, that maybe there was some symbolism there of some kind. And then there's uh, a big fights over and over again on between the air machines and then the ground machines and every single toy they could possibly cram in there. <laughs> I tell you what they the could really use right now is a red bearded shirtless man oh, I to come in so. and save the day. Oh, yeah. He does not show up. The, the problem is by this point, Rob Paulson, who did the voice, was already doing Animaniacs and uh, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures or whatever. He was probably already over it. He ain't coming uh, back for no. this shit. Uh, also, to be clear, it is real fucking difficult to re-enter the atmosphere uh, in a uh, space shuttle. I don't know not. if you've clearly seen not. or were alive and uh, actually watched the flaming debris of a space shuttle overhead the last time uh, 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 a space shuttle you know, was like coming down. Uh, but just going like, yeah, I'm going to take it off autopilot and use my space invader skills to yep. land this yep. motherfucker. Holds up. Uh, Look, you ha- you- if Sandra Bullock can do it by herself... I believe that Rampart can do it. Mm. I'm pretty sure. Didn't she just get into an escape pod and just like chuck herself down to the earth? What's the difference? G.I. <laughs> um. Joe will return after these messages. Here it is. 
the legends of G.I. Joe. He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. It's Cobra Falcon! He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. He's America's best. He's in control. He's a man who's tough and bold. Go get him, He's Joe! His name, the legend of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe figures. Collect them all. Figures and equipment sold separately. Tank batteries not included from Hasbro. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Also, like, I was confused about, so, like, one of the characters' name, Sub-Zero, but Mortal Kombat was definitely a thing oh, by definitely. now. Yes. I'm wondering how they could have gotten away with that. Well, they also, because there's Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat, G.I. Joe, but also the Running Man had one of their That's true. gladiators. I think that it was an unregistered term because oh. it was so generic of a term. I'm hmm. I'm not 100% sure on that, but, I mean, obviously there are multiple Sub-Zeros. Mortal Kombat 1 did not come out until 1992. Okay. <gasps> really? Wow, yep. Well, I'm I mean, Running Man that. was before this. Then. Running Man was the, uh, yeah. like, 86 or 87, yeah, yeah. I think. But, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I there's guess no I thought... Crossover. I thought Mortal Kombat was a 90 thing. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I guess not. Hmm. We'll move it forward. So I, how about Sergeant Slaughter catches a guy by his pants with his airplane hook thing? Okay. I mean, I just noticed. I thought that was interesting. <sighs> you mean that. Uh, on the hook underneath a helicopter? Yes. So a guy <laughs> falling straight, straight down, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he caught him by the pants. Would get... Chewed up in the rotors of the helicopter. I mean, obviously not, Chan, because he was caught by his pants underneath the helicopter. I saw the helicopter underneath him, and I was like, oh, God. I, I, well, I guess that must be the enemy, because I thought that um, Slaughter was uh, in a helicopter, but obviously they're enemies because there's no way he's going to try and rescue him by getting under him in a helicopter, because only an idiot would do that. <laughs> um, Sergeant Slaughter, sir. I only an idiot would do that. I, I stand love by Sergeant Slaughter. He is not the the intelligence of the GI Joe team, uh, and uh, I, apparently it doesn't matter because he just phased through or something. Can I say more disappointing than a lot of things? Uh, uh, they reference Low Light twice in this episode. Low Light is Sergeant Slaughter's second in command right here, and the only time we see Low Light do anything in this episode is when his like vehicle gets blown up and he has to jump on the bottom of a hook or something yeah. to get carried away. And I'm I like, this is Low not Low Light because he's also wearing like yellow, and it's upsetting. Yeah. To I me. didn't notice him. Yeah. I mean, I that, like, that's fine. I feel like maybe like if Low Light is like one of the only holdovers. So he's probably still living back in the days when their missions were a little bit weird and and dark, and now he's just going through the motions. It's like when you it's like when you enter like this the seventh year of a relationship that you've been in, and you're just like we're just going through the motions at this point. I'm just either waiting to die or I'm gonna I'm gonna like build up the courage. Gina, to that's you. a very specific poll. Um, I'm just gonna keep going forward. He shows he shows up the corporate commander sneezing in his helmet. He's like this. This is the guy that uh, uh, threatened the world multiple times over that we fought, uh, we lost lives for. And remember when he tried he's... to carve his face on the moon? I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> not even trying anymore, Cobra Commander. <laughs> well, we finally and, and okay, a lot of things, a lot of things, just a lot of things, a lot of things. GI Joe yeah. Cobra has a big, big old thing called a snow shark. Yep. And it's for whatever reason they let goddamn Naugahyde pilot this what must be multi billion dollar uh, because there's device. like three cobras left three. and you're not gonna let Metalhead do it no and that's it you got Metalhead and Naugahyde are probably the only two members of Cobra besides Cobra Commander these days I would let Destro pilot that thing first and foremost he lets Naugahyde and somehow it works he gets the shuttle in the snow shark's mouth. And apparently, Heaton Rampart gets real fucked up because he's not, he doesn't say any, he's gone. The rest, he's wearing bandages on his head. He's yeah. bleeding on his face, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And, that and, dude is, is going to be, he's going to be messed up. For yeah. Life. That's Concussion City right there. Mm. Yeah. He's in trouble, mm. especially because all he knows is video games. <laughs> he's going to have a hard time readjusting to reality after it's that. It's going to be like the end of uh, Shaun of the Dead when he's yep. like on yep. the couch and playing video games. I like it. Uh, so you've that jumped a over a bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's I tried just- to. 
go back real quick and remember that uh, this is the point where Sub Zero discovers that Cubby is in his uh, his vehicle. Oh, cute! Uh, because he cute put him there. Stowaway. He locked him in the vehicles, and then he's like, yeah. "Oh, you're in there. You mm. put him in there, Sub Zero." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, is this Mac and me? Did they steal this from Mac and me?" This actually feels no. a lot like the pole position this episode so- with the child. Right after that car. note, oh uh-huh. no, this is Mac and me. Yeah. No pole position. It's pole position. How many times did we get this plot point in yep. an eight? 80s uh, kids thing. I guess if if he if we hadn't actually gotten a scene of him putting the thing, in, putting the polar bear in the vehicle. Oh, I forgot you were in there. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think my my parents forgot about me in cars a lot. That's fair. When I was little, that is my nightmare. <laughs> I, I, I mean, constantly think it about is going that. To I'm gonna. Fo- I know, and I, I, oh God, I, I can't even it's think also, about it. Also, I will tell you, it is also going to happen where at some point you drive away, like, he'll probably be like four or five or in like grade school. You'll drive away God and forget that he's it, not Gina. in the car and God he's still, it ha- happened to me. I mean, it only, it happened a few times. <laughs> and like, to be fair, within five minutes, my mom would come back and be like, oh God, I'm sorry, but it will happen to both I'm of ho- you. Well, I'm hoping. We got one. We're done. We're only going to have the one. I'm hoping that sort of focuses because the <laughs> the thing is, like, you get distracted, like, oh, I got to do A, B, and C, and then you like yeah, you forget, of course, uh, because there's just so many things. I'm hoping like when you have two kids, it, it gets twice as hard uh-huh. uh, juggling, and then like three and four, and like Lord, I I forget you have what sixteen uh, siblings? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, yeah. no, this actually uh, never happened when I was with my brother because, of course, like one of us would be in the car and would be like, "Wait, you right. forgot!" But it only happened like my it would be like after school. My mom taught at the same school that I went to. And I would be like on the curb and she would be like, okay, I'm going to go get the car and like pull it around. Or like she would get in, not realize that she forgot to like unlock the doors and I didn't get in. And then she would drive off. And I distinctly remember being like, what do I, what do I do now? Do I go back into the school? Do I wait here? I just need to last until he's talking. Oh yeah. Because like, like as it is now, like, yeah, if I, if I, uh, forget him, he doesn't have the capacity to be like, Hey, Hey, you forgot me. Yeah. Like uh, he, he might not even cry or anything. He'd just be kind of like, Oh, I wonder what's going yeah. on. And then, and then I'm gone. You and then he's in the car the and the windows are rolled up yet, and he's going to fucking you? die. And then I'm going to come back and like, <gasps> guys, I, I know about my uh, history with head injury. <laughs> and so when I drop the baby off at daycare every single day, there is a point while I am driving to work straight from there, uh-huh. I turn and I make sure she's not still in oh, yeah. the car seat. Cause, <laughs> it's because it's I just want to be safe. You're going to, you're going to forget that they were in there. You're going to walk away from the car and then be like, Oh crap. I forgot they were in there. You're going to forget that they're on the curb. It will probably happen though when they're when they're older like when they're five and then at some point you're definitely going to lose them in a department store or a grocery store uh, it's guaranteed uh, yeah well i mean that's that's a thing like i said though like once they're sort of cognizant then like, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit easier like you can just tell them just go to the fucking front and they'll call me but can egon's the, daddy please come to the yeah, front of the ralphs yeah. but one of those days you're gonna turn around and uh egon is gonna be a polar bear wearing a gi joe jumpsuit yeah it holds up <laughs> well okay standing on so, his hind legs rampart and captain cream get captured i can't and- oh <laughs> also real quick there yes. was actually again another well-constructed joke. Um, really? Kremov is in uh, the shuttle, and and uh, Rampart is out, and he's like, oh, God, what is it? Uh, but uh, no worries. You know, like, here comes a rescue team. Oh, rescue team find us in no time. You see? I tell you, yes? Ooh. Maybe I check a little later. He opens the hatch, and then, like, oh, Cobra starts like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, I, I check it a little that. later. Good, you're right. That was a good bit. There were some good bits in this. I love it. Um, well, they get captured. Love another it? really? Well, I love that. Emotion. I love that bit in the context of this bizarre episode of television. You know, you know how you were making a joke earlier, and I was like, yes, yes Ray. I get that you have made the joke. It was well constructed. You can stop now. I, we don't need to hear this anymore. But I wanted to do it eighty-two more times. <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and that's you why let me. I told you decisively, we're not doing this. <laughs> I said it twice. Anyway. Um, of course, our listeners did not listen to any of that. So no. this means nothing to them. But you have been there. You have experienced that where where you're not laughing. You recognize that they have made a joke and you're like, you know what? That is funny. I understand that. Okay. Well, thank you for Stop saying what now. I did was funny. <laughs> That's the first time for anything. I'm very excited right now. Yes, I made very it. Clever. I finally up. did it. <laughs> you um, know that joy you're feeling? 
Stop it. Okay, it's over. <laughs> You'll never feel it again. Oh. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm putting it in a bag. Well, I'm zipping that bag up. Listen, we find out Naugahyde also has been keeping pet polar bears, and I'm wondering, what the F is wrong with G.I. Joe and Cobra at the North Pole? Uh, Except we all knew where this was going the second we saw that polar the bear, The right? second 100%. we like, like, we we absolutely knew. Yeah. We did. So there's a giant polar bear, and they're using it to menace them. So uh, Captain Kremoff institutes the, the distraction circuit, which says the whole thing is going to self-destruct in two minutes. And then he basically went in the 11th hour. Uh, Cobra Commander's like, but you don't, if you killed me, wouldn't you feel terrible about it in the afterlife? And that somehow works to get Kremoff to, to undetonate the bomb. And I did really appreciate Cobra Commander. He says, you promised if I disarmed the bomb, you'd, 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 you'd let Rampart see a doctor. And Cobra Commander's like, sure, um, but, but no. By the way, this is one episode after uh, the time that they double-crossed all of them in the football game? Correct. So I feel like... Again, this is one of those moments where I'm like, yep, the Joes deserve to be broken up because they're idiots. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't do a great job. Could you have a sound clip of Sub-Zero talking to himself? Because I just have it marked here as something that we would want to hear again. Oh, I think what you are talking about is a thing that I noted as an animation problem. Yes. They gave his line. They oh. gave the other guy's line yeah. to him. Can we, can we hear it, though? Because it makes um, no sense at all. For Sub-Zero, the water's fine. Yeah, that's Sub-Zero oh. talking. Sub-Zero was... Can we hear that line one more time? Remember, this is Sub-Zero talking. What are you waiting for, Sub-Zero? The water's fine. Of course, it's the voice of uh, um, Stretcher. But it's through oh. the mouth of Sub-Zero. Oh, and there are an no animation, animation mistakes. Yeah, so yeah. I'd like to say he's a mimic who's talking himself into going. It's crazy Clearly. that caught that. Um, I also want to say that this is the point where they're like, okay, yeah, let's just like shoot through the ice and come right up under the base. Uh, for the record, the average depth of ice in Antarctica is 2.16 kilometers. That's really so, far. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that a single missile of whatever sort would uh, be able to pierce that. It looks like it's about a foot, right a foot deep. Yeah, yeah, two feet maybe. Yeah, they go two under because the whole plan is they're going to go under the Cobra base and yeah. pop up. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so I really like this sound cue as well. I'm just going to keep working you, Chan, uh, because Sub-Zero, Kremoff uh, um, and Rampart have the giant polar bear sick down the Cobra Commander because he's a dick, and their scream left a little to be desired. Ah! <laughs> You know, if you really feared for your life, can I hear that one more time? <laughs> well, I'm sold. I believe yeah. that real human terror is happening in that moment. It's like that. It's like that moment in uh, stoner movie comedies where like one person screams and the other person looks at them and is like, "Oh, we're supposed to be screaming." <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I don't want to say they went, you know, a little cheap on the voice acting uh, for the Deke shows, but it's Deke. Yeah, for all I, I got to say about I, that. I, I feel these episodes for two dollars. Yep. The cast probably like we're probably this check is probably going to clear, <laughs> but in case it doesn't, I'm not going to give my all on this. <laughs> just so you know. I mean, how many times have we heard a group of people go Cobra? Yep. Which is crazy because it seems like for that they would just have to record it once and then <laughs> oh yeah, just get it right once and then use it for every episode. So we hit Act Three for this episode because really not a lot has happened. <laughs> I will put it out there: a lot of filler. Um, Sub Zero uh, uh, and Stretcher come up from below, and then there's a big thing. There's a big crazy moment here, and this just it just it blows my mind um, because a whole bunch of laser vipers show up because um, God, this is crazy. So two of the Joes escape it back into the shuttle. So Stretcher. And, uh, 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 or not Stretcher, oh my gosh, all these, all these names. Kremoff and Rampart end up escaping from Cobra in mm -hmm. this moment because yep. of the distraction by Sub-Zero and Stretcher coming through the ice. Right, and the bear's scared. The bear's and scared. Around. So, but in the middle of all of this, Cobra Commander orders all of the Laser Vipers to point at a tunnel because he knows that Sub-Zero and Stretcher are coming through there with their vehicle, yeah. which then allows, because no one is watching them, Kremoff... And uh, a, a rampart to get back in the shuttle where the mega weapon is, and nobody is paying attention to them. You can also say, hey, seven of you, look there. The other guy, guard these two valuable fucking prisoners. <laughs> and how many, you have no more than seven soldiers at this entire Cobra base? I they told you there's. Cut off. They've the, had uh, layback. What's the term? Cut offs and laybacks, yep. 
cutoffs and laybacks. That's what we all call them in this town. I got no sleep. <laughs> okay, le- um, uh, cutbacks. Yes. Cut yeah, we're there. Ooh. We made it. <laughs> cut we made and layoffs. Cool. We're back. Cut, cut, cut offs and laybacks. Um, um, <laughs> so, so essentially, GI Joe ends up coming through the tunnel in the vehicle. Laser Vipers gun the gun the vehicle down. Uh, Cobra Commander says, "I'm going to sick Attila the giant polar bear on Sub Zero." This is. I feel like I've mentioned this before. It doesn't come up. To, it didn't used to come up really in the old GI Joes, but uh, back in the day when uh, uh, when I was. Uh, Early high school, I think, sure. probably playing RPGs. It was Ninjas and Super Spies. I remember ah, that? Love all great those Palladium games. game. Love yeah. them all. Uh, I uh, 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 DM'd. I think I only DM'd once because I realized, oh, I'm just not good at this. Ah! And that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I crafted this elaborate scenario and did all that. But also had. I was also running my own character because that's a good idea when you're a DM. That's what you uh, do. And. Uh, Honestly, most of it was because I had seen a uh, a, a gun in the Ninjas and Super Spies book that was like a reverse shooting gun. Like uh, you shoot it and it comes out the back. Oh, no. Like, but, uh, like a, like a, a spy gun. Fancy. And I uh, created a scenario where uh, the bad guy would then have to pick up the gun to shoot me and then shot himself. Yeah. Um, but the cl- like as the DM and also a player character, like I did this entire scenario just for myself <laughs> and not for anybody else. Yeah, and I assume this was a solo campaign. You had no friends to play with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if it I was stuffed animals around. A yeah, table. I'm kind of worried that if I actually look back over my memories, a little like blurred. <laughs> and in fact, there was no one to, there. To be fair, Paddington uh, Bear plays a mean barbarian. <laughs> I'll just put that out there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like that like that it was so contrived just to do this one thing. And I felt very much like that, like, oh, we've got a polar bear and we're going to and Cobra Commander's gotta go like, aha, don't shoot them. We've got guns, but don't shoot them. Let the polar bear eat them. <laughs> and not only that, he lets the polar bear eat them, and then him and Nagahide like cover their face in they horror. Cover their face. Oh. Yeah. These are people who torture people, and they're just like, it's too much for me to see. But to be fair. That's a good line, Reed. That is that is not a well constructed joke. Oh, I can't bear to. Lo- I didn't even pick up on that. Oh my even god! Even the second time. Oh my no. god! Oh no! Mm. Okay, so it turns out miracles upon miracles. Attila is actually Frosty, one of the ten aforementioned Chekhov's polar bears uh-huh. that yeah. we mentioned in the first scene of the episode. Yeah. Yep. And so they're good friends. Has no one? Okay, obviously none of them had seen Grizzly Man because it didn't exist. But just know that if you're super palsy with ten polar bears, one of them's gonna eat you. I mean, that's just um, what's going to happen. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> Gina, I think, I think one of them is gonna be my chef. One of them God. is gonna let me snuggle him. One of them is gonna be my video game buddy. Jane, I already uh, call bullshit on this because all ten will snuggle you. That's true. Here's that's the thing. true. Here's the thing. I'll rotate them like a polar bear harem. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> a polar bearum, you mean? Oh god! All damn right. it. Uh, god damn it! We need to film these <laughs> these recordings. We need to stream them or whatever so that we can have footage. So that someday, <sighs> when Gina does get eaten by one of her pets, <laughs> we will be able to make a documentary and like show, like go back and like this is Gina, like twenty years ago when she talked about how wonderful it would be to do this thing and we all said she would be eaten she was like no not me i'm better i'm oh my god animals and then this is the new i've never gotten food poisoning oh no i've never been eaten by a polar bear i raised holy crap hey tmz i've got some footage i'd like to sell you I will be eaten by a polar bear within a week if this is any indication. <laughs> so to wrap up this episode, because God bless it, we need to be done. Um, uh, 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 the polar bear turns on Cobra. Cobra runs away. Everybody gets on the shuttle, including the polar bears who listen and follow two directions, which I appreciated. Yeah. I just want to say that I'm, I, it just delights me that the entire time in my notes, I have cream off written off as cream off. Uh-huh. I have the whole That's, time all. Too. Nope. That's all I'm just saying. Uh, uh, Cobra Commander and Nagahide, of course, end up falling in the water, and uh, a stretcher <sighs> throws them a jar of aspirin for, their, for Cobra Commander. It's cold. That is a nice thing to do. That is a nice mm. move. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Cobra Commander's in the fetal position, in the power armor. <laughs> I it's wondered so, about that. 
Oh, it's so disrespectful. <laughs> the, the power armor could protect you from the cold of the Arctic water, but wouldn't you sink like a rock? I've played yeah, Fallout 4. Yeah. I know how this works. Either he's going to die one, one of uh, any number of ways. And then... Next to you, meddling G.I. Joes. Nope. Scooby-Doo? Nope, 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 Meddling is a dead term. You're not allowed to use it anymore. It is a Thank very you, specific combination. jeans and your polar bear baby. <laughs> Why is it wearing clothes? <laughs> That's not a polar bear baby at all. It's old man Smith. <laughs> also, the mountain collapses afterwards. The mountain, like, I mean, like we're just going damn, for it at that point. But damn, also, like, Cobra. also, like, uh, Sub Zero says to like the adult polar bear, like, hey. Take care of this baby polar bear, and the adult polar bear's like, okay. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then, like, the baby salutes. Walks away, turns Incredible Hulk style, and then salutes, salutes. somehow. I don't, I feel like, I feel like they've been doing thinking. weird brain experiments on them. I hate all of this. Uh, yeah, he releases the polar bears back to the wild, still wearing clothes. Still wearing clothes. And God bless us. And that's also, where like, we are. not stylish clothes at all. Like, like that no. polar bear baby is not going back to his den, and, like, the little polar baby girls aren't going to be like, oh my God, who's this hunk with his leather jacket? No, that shirt 100% says, I love Hollywood. He got five of them for $10 on fucking Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> I kind of think he was dressed a little bit like the My Pillow guy. <laughs> oh yeah, just kind of wearing it's sense. like half dress but half also nighttime wear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not flattering. It's not good. He looks looking. like he's a member of the Dharma Initiative. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> yeah. which makes oh sense. That's where the polar bear, bear comes from. Guys, oh my god, guys, it's all ties into Lost. Just, that is the polar we bear just from Lost. All of Lost, <laughs> guys. It's a sequel to GI Joe series too. <laughs> it somehow all makes sense now. <laughs> I mean, they did train those polar bears to push the frozen ice wheel, just like they trained this polar bear to salute. And I think of Metalhead always reciting those numbers. Now I think of John Locke <laughs> in the uh, in the in the capsule. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, this is all holding. Yeah, up together. this is the secret yes. to lost. And we lost. are in purgatory. <laughs> oh, we are. As we three are definitely in deep. purgatory. Yep. For another twenty-five or whatever episodes, it's probably more than that. Uh, it will never end. It will never end. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to Cold Shoulder, the G.I. Cold Joe. Uh, Shoulder will, will be joining you soon. Okay. No. Uh, Damon Lindelof, if you're listening to this, please confirm or deny the reports that <laughs> this sequel. ties into the Lost Universe. The reports uh, from reputable sources. <laughs> now, Gene, I'll ask the question again, having now talked about this episode. Is this your new favorite Deke episode of G.I. Joe? No. What I, is your favorite Deke episode of G.I. Joe? Uh, oh... It's the it's the time when I'm watching them and I take bathroom breaks. That is literally all not, of them. I'm not watching at all. It's That's a very meta episode. Literally all of tied them. for last. <laughs> uh, I will say. I mean, I guess I don't know. What are we? Thirteen episodes. Thirteen in. in. I mean, maybe this is. I guess. I guess it is. I mean, it's a low bar. It's like no, feeding me a bunch a of poop bar. sandwiches and then being like, is this your new favorite poop sandwich? Because I didn't have horrible diarrhea that day. But let me say, we're comparing it to episodes such as Revenge of the Pharaoh. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Granny Dearest with Metalhead's grandmother. Oh, you know what? Are you All going right. for that one? Maybe. No, you're not. That is, <laughs> you're not. I'm going to veto that. We have Victory of Volcania Part 1 and Part 2. Don't Guys, remember there's that. a lot of really good stuff in here. And all five Operation Dragonfires. I guess this is my new favorite. I see. By process of elimination, this, oh, one, this is the only one that has a cuddly animal. I just assumed. Again, assumed. If, if this if this is like the, if the Deke era is like that shitty guy on Tinder, I guess this is the episode when I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting old. I got to settle down, even if it's with someone I don't like. Oh no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you searching on Tinder for the person that you'll settle down with Look, for the rest of your- I don't know how Tinder your- works. Dude, I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> I was on it for two hours, and some dude like tried to murder me. He didn't. He didn't. I made a joke about it murdering me. <laughs> to uh, him. Yeah, yeah. He, it was. It was basically. I once. This was. I don't know how long ago. A couple years ago, maybe. Last week. Yeah, yeah. It was while we've been podcasting. <laughs> Literally the two hours we've been sitting here. I set up a Tinder profile because my my writing partner is constantly bugging me to get on dating apps, which I hate. Oh God. Uh, uh, and yes. I I refuse, but I caved once. And there was a, a guy that, and on Tinder sometimes I guess people put their like stats or something. So I was like, oh, five foot two and blah blah blah. 
And this dude who I think put himself as like 6'3 or 6'4 was like, hey, like we matched or whatever. I forget how Tinder works. I think that's the one where you swipe and then you match. Uh, I've never had I've never had a Tinder. It's it's the like swipe right one. I I understand that in the world of Tinder, I am not saleable goods. Uh, like there are no people swiping the the the, the yes direction for me. Is that right or I left? I think Tinder's grown up a no lot, idea. though. I think I think it's better. But no, yeah, he, I always had a fear of getting on like a dating app or Tinder and having somebody I know see me on there and be like, he's so lonely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. He's on a dating app. I've had, Everyone's I've had on a dating before. app. There's no stigma. I've had those thoughts before too. I don't know. I, I, I still have stigma. That probably would have helped me actually. Uh, uh, no, no. But the guy was like, I like how small you are and my, oh. res- and my response my totally normal response was yeah it'll be a lot easier to stuff me in your, your trunk before you murder me that is the correct response that, because that was a that was not a good uh yeah opener. so that was my you, you completely can both logical be wrong. no no i was no, right no gina's on point there and then his response was haha i'd expect nothing less than a comedian from a comedian Oof. pause pause even worse Pause, pause. But seriously, it's for fucking. That was what he said. And then I deleted the app. Oh, God. No, that would cause me to burn my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get yeah. it. No, here's the deal. You were right. I take it all Thank back. Thank you. Nope, I was wrong. You were right. Thank you. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, even, even, even worse than the guy murdering you <laughs> or uh, just being like some uh, fuck boy is the one who's like, so you're a comedian, huh? Tell uh, me yeah. a joke, A, oh, yeah. then B, this funny thing happened at work. You can use it in your act. Yeah. God damn it, I Chad. would That's rather be stuffed into a trunk. Seriously. I, I, my, Seriously. I will say the few times that I have signed up for dating apps, all of my witticisms go unappreciated. Yeah. Like there was one, oh, yeah. there was one guy, and I can't remember if this was Bumble or whatever. One guy had posted, uh, oh, tell me, tell me three things about life. And so I was like, uh, Life Cereal was manufactured for the first time by General Mills Solid in, in 1962. Yep, yep. Uh, the game of life was blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Fine, and, fine. and I forget what the third one was. Uh, See, that's uh, the button. If you don't nail the button, then. Yeah, really I, I, I think the third it. one was probably you about know, the game of life. It was life. for a non comedy person. You don't need to nail it. This yeah. is the problem. You, you don't date you normals it because they. Yeah. It's just the, it doesn't all the work happy out. People but basically, date basically, there were three things. It was it was about life cereal, the game of life, and then I think Life Magazine or oh, something like okay, that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, 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 and his response was, "You're hot." <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "God, I, I, my, like I'm wasted. Well, I'm giving you gold here, man." Okay, well, let's not go so far. I, I mean, <laughs> on solid dating apps, that solid. is gold. I don't, no, I'll okay, be honest, he, did not, he didn't apps, deserve gold. Such, yeah, no. such polished material. <laughs> he doesn't uh, deserve to murder you and stuff you in a right. trunk. You got to earn that right with Gina someday. Polito. Someday I'll meet the man who will murder me and stuff me in a trunk. Or polar bear, <laughs> oh. number seven in my barum. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I'm gonna. Uh, guys, if you have anything you want to plug, Babe Squad, Gina Polito, and Haley Mancini uh, wrote a great comic book about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meet Sex in the City. Oh. Gina, you want to talk about this at all? Oh, it's, it's, na- it's now it's available on lots of places, not just Amazon. Everywhere it's on Target, you go. Barnes and Noble, other book places, some something named Glose, G L O S E, which I don't know what that is. <laughs> Just glows your eyes and think about it's it. It's also, I added a whole page to my website now that's oh, just random links to where you can buy Babe Squad. And what, what, is, what is that website? www.ginamipolito.com or Gina Mipolito. Because Gina, Gina Mipolito.com was not available. How oh. is that not available? There's a lot of us, man. I guess so. Uh, Chan, anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? Anything big? Uh, you're in a you're in a few shows. Yeah, I got the highest score ever on the Star Smasher video game. Ooh. So you know what? That's a that's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's oh. just like Space Invaders, but a little bit better. Oh, I bought this. So it was my birthday a couple days ago, <laughs> and I bought the Batman the Animated Series uh, board game, this. which I did yeah. not even know we're existed. Yeah. So I am going to carefully read all the instructions because it looks very complicated. <laughs> Can I say? But it is set up like Gotham, and it's like 3D. There's 3D buildings popping yeah. out Ooh, of it, and yeah. it's set up like Gotham, and you have little 
Oh, it's it's gonna be cool. So you're you're plugging a game that you have no attachment uh, to. You just uh, think uh, it's we, cool. We'll, we'll play it. Maybe we'll record right. it for you or or take oh, some photos Patreon of us episode. playing it. Oh God, don't do that to Patreon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com. We're gonna play Thanos Rising after that. I okay, we have okay. played it, and it is a fun game. So okay. Good. Uh, I would just say I looked at the voice actors of this episode of GI Joe, and I thought it, I sort of got. I thought it said Kevin Conroy, who's the voice of Batman. <gasps> yeah. yeah, we know. And, who and I, I went back and I looked again because I was like, and it was Kevin. Conway. Oh. Totally different guy. Uh, totally different. It's like uh, Tim, Conway's, Tim Conway. Tim uh, Conway, yeah. yeah. Less successful brother. He plays a uh, uh, taller dwarf. That's the bit. If you're old normal enough to remember sized dwarf. dwarf. <laughs> He's just normal dwarf. Average, average dwarf. Uh, guys, you can listen to the Who Would Win show. Uh, hashtag Who Would Win on iTunes and all the other podcast sites. Me and uh, James Gavsey. We, t- we debate who would win fictional fights between superheroes. Uh, have you discussed who would show. win uh, between the three of us yet on the show? Gina, the answer is Gina Polito 100% <laughs> yeah, of the time. And I don't know why I'd bother fighting against it. Ridiculous. Somewhere. Thank you. <laughs> so, guys, that's it. You can go to patreon.com slash knowing half the podcast, facebook.com slash knowing half the podcast, or on Twitter, we are at G.I. Joe Podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And it's really late, and we're going to do another one. So, thank you very much, and good night. Let the hold on tight. You got to do the fighting with all of your might. You got to keep the target straight ahead of your sides. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.